calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. We are, as usual, uh, being joined by another wonderful guest this time around. We are sitting down with Linda Ugolo. And for the past six years, Linda has created unique programs for authors, entrepreneurs, experts, and execs to dissolve the fear of speaking, expand your self-expression, and think on their feet, all areas she despairingly desired throughout her life. She loves nothing more than helping her clients break through so that they can get their big ideas out there, make a difference, and have a lot of fun doing it. Her book, Delight in the Limelight, will be released September 21st of this year. So a couple weeks, it's coming up. So welcome, Linda. Welcome to the show. We are excited to have you. And I'm excited to be with you, too. And we just found that we are somewhat of neighbors, so we could have probably done this all in the round, but here we are. I know. We're probably 20 minutes from each other. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. <laughs> After we record, we'll hang our heads out the window and, and yell to each other. Right. So tell us a little bit about your journey to how you got into this space, working with entrepreneurs, experts, and execs even. So you're kind of all, you're helping everyone. Well, I'm helping people who have some anxiety mm. speaking, whether that's online or offline, and whether it's that they are already speaking, let's say at work or representing their companies or online, but they're feeling like they're having to manage their nervousness or on the other end of the spectrum, people who aren't doing it because they're too terrified. So that's why, you know, it can be anyone who is wanting to be more visible in their business, but is feeling like they're being held back somewhere, whether that's yeah. online or on stage. And truthfully, I had no intention of being in this sphere. <laughs> it never occurred to me that I would ever be helping people overcome their fear of speaking until... I got to a place in my own speaking anxiety where I was fed up with having to manage my nerves every day. And I say every day because in 2015, I was on the first live streaming app called Periscope. I don't know. Do you remember Periscope? Yes. Yeah. And all the marketing gurus said, if you want to build a following, you got to broadcast every single day. And I was a newbie to kind of being on, you know, this public space and this whole on online world, but I thought I'm going to do this. And I mean, of course, you know, after a few weeks, I'll be comfortable. But a few weeks turned into a few months and I was still every day having to like calm myself down do dancing and jumping jacks and affirmations and meditation and power poses and you name it. I tried it just so that I could go live for five or 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> and 
I couldn't understand why is it that after 75 days, I was still having to manage my nerves. I mean, I was showing up, but I was tired of it. And I didn't think like, I don't want to have to do this every single day of my life. Mm -hmm. I just want to get rid of it. And is there a way to get rid of it? And I just decided I was going to. I actually have a master's degree in expressive arts therapies, movement specialist. I at that time, I'd been on stage for 35 years with my women's world music mm -hmm. ensemble, although I hated having to speak from the stage. I could sing fine. I could dance beautifully, but speaking, I didn't want to do. So I made a list of the tools that I had. I also have a background in psychology. I've done a ton of therapy and personal development. I had all these tools and I thought, what? let's see what I can do with this. Let's see if I can get rid of it. And the first thing I decided to try was this technique called focusing, where you listen and feel inside your body to some kind of discomfort that you're having or, you know, ill ease and ask this, this place inside of you to speak. So I said, okay, what is the fear trying to tell me? And what came back was I'm going to be attacked. Hmm. And my first thought that came after that was, an image of me being a little kid and my mom saying to my sisters, why can't you girls be more like Linda? Because I was the good girl in the family. I put away my clothes. I, you know, did my dishes. They didn't have to ask me twice, but my sisters were naughty. And my mom was trying to use me as an example to get them to be good like me. Well, of course, that didn't go over so well. So as soon as she was out of the room, they would attack me. They yeah, would true. kick me, call me stupid, tell me to shut up. And this was pretty ongoing, at least in my mind. I was just with them this, um, this weekend, and neither of them really... Well, actually, one of my sisters remembers, yeah, we always tortured you wherever, <laughs> whenever we could. But then I had this kind of duh moment of... Of course, I'm not comfortable speaking or being seen because there's a part of me that still remembers it was risky and dangerous even to be placed in the center of attention. Mm. And then mm. all of a sudden, it was like the world opened up and wow, we're not afraid of speaking just because it's unfamiliar. When we're afraid of being seen, it's connected to messages or experiences that we had that led us to believe and conclude that indeed, no, it's not okay to speak up. Times we were ridiculed, shamed, belittled, pressured, whatever. We can go into that later. But at that moment, it was like my career changed because I realized that I had something that I could share with other people. And it wasn't just that I discovered what was in the background for me. I actually had the tools to heal it. And I was able to heal myself actually in a matter of days. That's crazy. Which was crazy, right? Right, Kelly? Totally. Bring back Periscope now, right? <laughs> I yeah, they just closed in March. I, I, it's crazy. They just closed their doors in March. So, you know, I, I was able to heal myself in a really, really short time. And actually, I have to admit, it it didn't immediately strike me, oh, this is what I want to do with other people. I was still on my own trajectory. I was kind of like um, wanting to build myself as a coach and help people with stress. So it's not, it's not uh, unrelated, mm -hmm. but it was much broader. And then after some months, I was sharing this experience with people and 
people said, oh, can you do that with me? Would it help me? Mm. And at first it was just for people like on Periscope or on camera. And then I remember someone wrote me and she said, well, I'm going to give a presentation, you know, at a, an event. And I'm really nervous. Will that help me? And I said, I don't know, but let's try. And it was the same thing. And then it was like, it, then it hit me. Oh my gosh, this could be something that I could help people with because I don't see this idea out there. What I see is ignore the fear. Just do it. Just push through. You'll be fine. But that didn't work for me. So I knew that there were other people that it doesn't work for. Some people it may, but then there are those of us that it doesn't. Right. Yeah. Well, you always hear that, you know, fear and excitement are the same feeling and it's, but it's hard to grab onto that and say, oh, okay, I'm just excited, not nervous, right? Yeah, it's like as if you don't know the difference. Right. <laughs> I don't believe that. I really don't. I don't. I mean, do you believe that, Linda? That fear? Well, you know, it, this is what I, I've come to. And I, I actually talk about this in the last chapter of my book, Delight in the Limelight, that's coming out this fall, that at first, when I first heard that, I thought, no way. I mean, it's a nice idea, but, it, you know, when you're really afraid, you know, you know that it doesn't feel, I mean, like, think about things that you're excited about. What are you excited to do? Does it feel like fear? No. <laughs> Not usually. No, no. But this is what I've come to understand is that it's all in the dosage. So when you have a little bit of fear, let's say you're going to go on a Ferris wheel or a roller coaster. Now, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. But let's say you like those things and you, it does bring up that adrenaline or that little bit of cortisol. It has been shown in research that a little bit of cortisol actually can sharpen your mind. Hmm. But you hit a threshold and then it's all downhill. It, yeah. It's like it pushes you over to the other side. So maybe people who have a little bit of butterflies in their stomach and they, they can say, oh, yeah, I guess I can feel this as excitement. Yeah. But a little bit more, no. Straight fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I have another random question for you. Going back to what you said about, you know, feeling like you would be attacked. Where do you fall in the birth order? I was wondering that too. Yeah, I'm the youngest. Uh, I'm the too, youngest. Yeah. You, you too, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It's very interesting to me, but I feel like I have that fear as well. Like a know-it-all, you know, like I'm a know-it-all in the family. I don't have any problem talking on this podcast, but if you were to put me on a stage, forget it. Yeah. What I've come to, how I look at the big picture is that we're all speakers. I mean, speaking is our human design. The thing is we feel comfortable speaking some places, but not in other places with some kinds of or groups of people, but not other groups or situations or the size of groups. So some people may be comfortable, as you say, like on, in a podcast situation and not on the stage. Some people are comfortable on stage and terrified to be online. Mm. Or some people may be fine in those two places, but when it comes to doing like a go around sharing, like at a networking event or a, a workshop where they have to say what they do, they can go into panic mode. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that we all have patterns and programming from earlier on, messages we received, experiences that we had. So depending on what our personal 
recipe for the experiences we had and the balance of positive experiences and injurious experiences, we, we have a different way of feeling comfortable and uncomfortable in the world. Hmm. So can we talk about that a little as like the messages we receive as kids? Because I was always, I never shut up. And I was always, my name was always on the board at school. I was always getting in trouble for talking. And now I sweat and my knees knock if I have to get up and speak. So like, how does that all tie together? Yeah. So tell me what, what were you told about talking too much? We told you were talking too much? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, in spe- especially in school. So I guess it was, you know, my mother always entertained my, all my talking. You know, I was always like, she was always like, you, yeah, you, you know, you, what we get when we're little, like, my God, do you, are you, do you ever shut up? You know, that type of thing wasn't that harsh, but, but then in school, it was always, you know, I, my parents were always called because I was always talking in class and, you know, you'd, Go write your name on the board, and then the more you get in trouble, you have to put check marks after your name, and then you're in detention. And then, and it was always for talking, and I was just that's just how I was. And now, I I'm like I usually I'm up against you know the wall. I'm the wallflower now. I'm the interviewer now. Except when yeah, you're on your podcast. Except when I'm on the podcast. Yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah. So so let's let's take a look at that. So these messages are meant to tell us to be quiet and not to speak. And the kinds of conclusions that we might come to is that I'm bad for speaking. People wouldn't be interested in what I have to say. I'm a burden and a bother. I'm bad. It's crazy. You know, all of these things. And so even though we grow up and we see, oh, that's not really true, there's still that younger self inside that has those unresolved feelings because nobody said to you, Kelly, you know what? That teacher is really off. You know, she's just trying to manage the class. She's trying to like teach and make sure that everyone's quiet so she can teach and she doesn't know how to handle you, but you are fantastic. I love your ideas. I love what you say. You know, don't ever, don't let her get in your way. If you had someone like that at the time, mm-hmm. you probably would feel differently today. Absolutely. Just yeah, putting right? it in that, yeah, putting it in that lens. And that's just how we grew up, you know? It just was, you know, you're supposed to behave in school and listen to the teacher and don't act up and behave. How many times were we all told to behave, you know? That's right. Behave. Behave. Silence is golden. Children should be seen. Yeah. Yep. Don't talk back to your elders. I mean, all of these messages that we received are meant to keep us from speaking. And then here we are wanting to speak and, and people wonder why is speaking, you know, such a big fear for so many people. Well, it's when you start to like, look at it in this way, you, you think it's amazing that there aren't more people who are afraid of speaking. Right. (laughs) My second grade teacher told me I had too much or told my mother I had too much confidence. And then, oh. and then it's funny because my mother says now, she's like, I wonder why my children have self-esteem issues. And I'm like, think back to my second grade teacher, you know, like teachers wouldn't do that now. They wouldn't. Hopefully not. But right. yeah, the idea that confidence is bad mm. and it's all about making their lives easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was at a, a parochial school. So you know, my parents paid to have, my- <laughs> to, have the, to have that abuse. 
Yeah. Well, the good thing is that, you know, it's important to begin to unravel these kinds of things that we may have been injured by. But it's not enough just to know that they're there. Then you have to you have to resolve them. You have to heal them. And when you do that, they, they become deactivated. So you're not feeling triggered by them. It's, it's kind of like at the time we don't have the resources to help our, ourselves get through it. And we didn't have people, you know, as, as I was describing earlier, like Kelly, if you had a person who told you how great you were and mm-hmm. not to listen to that person, that would have helped gone a long way. Right. But because we didn't have those people helping us navigate these difficult situations, they kind of get tucked away in a, a box in the some kind of like psychic closet inside ourselves until we pull them out and we take care of them. And they're just going to stay there until we take care of them. And they'll impact us in different ways. Mm-hmm whether or not we're aware of it or not aware, but they'll hold us back in, in some ways, keep us from expressing ourselves fully or going for opportunities that otherwise would be there or taking bold action. And as entrepreneurs, it's always take bold action, but you can't if you're having these parts of ourselves that have are still unresolved and unhealed. Yeah, that's wild. It is. No, I was just going to say there's so many people that have this fear. You know, it's so common. It's, I think they say it's one of the biggest fears, right? Is public speaking. It's, it's crazy. I'll tell you what I love about the fear of speaking. I know this sounds like an oxymoron. No. But what I love about it, and especially for entrepreneurs, is that, you know, okay, here, entrepreneurs know they need visibility. They want more visibility and they have this ambivalence. But the good thing about the ambivalence is that it becomes a messenger so that if you can see fear, the fear of speaking or fear of visibility or putting yourself out there, not as the villain, but as the messenger, then you're actually in this incredibly opportune space to identify those things that are holding you back in a very specific way so that you can clear them up and then you can be on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. But without that fear and without the motivation that the entrepreneurial, you know, person has to be all that they can and to get out there, they would just kind of like mosey along in life feeling kind of like half baked in terms of accomplishing their dreams and Mm -hmm. goals. And they'll never really understand why or they won't necessarily deal with it because it's not, you know, they found ways around it. They, we kind of find our way with life and finding a way to be comfortable. But as an entrepreneur, you're always pushing forward. So that's why I see it really as a gift. Mm. Because knowing that there is this fear, being motivated to get over it, and if you have this framework... And I go th- I call this the inner freedom framework in my in delight in the limelight in the book. When you have this framework and you you take a bit of time to address these things, then the world is on the other side for you. It's all open. Did you feel like a brand new person once you conquered that fear? Oh my god. So this is where I was. Even on Facebook, I would not post. 
I would read other people's posts. I might respond, but I never even like posted myself. That was too, that felt too scary. I was worried about making mistakes. School again. <laughs> and father. I was right. worried about making mistakes, doing it wrong, being what people would say. I don't know what I, it was, you know, like all this concern. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to make a post about this. Or I'm going to write an email. And then I, I started to pitch myself to podcasts. And I also decided I, I joined a media course with Selena Sue. I don't know if you've heard of Selena Sue. She has a course called Impacting Millions. And in it, she teaches you to pitch yourself to podcasts, write guest posts on blogs or whatever. And I did that too. And, and to get on TV. Oh, and geez. so I thought, okay, I'm going to, it was December 1st. I said, I'm going to get on TV. And I sat down and I started to research local TV and I'm not a TV watcher. So I have no idea like how, you know, where to even look about, um, what are they called? Network TV. Yeah. Yep. But I thought I'll get on cable TV and I couldn't find anything for women or business or entrepreneurs. And I thought, gosh, if I'm having trouble finding stuff, other people are going to have trouble finding stuff. I should start my own show. I sent an email to my local cable and I said, I'm thinking of starting a TV show for female entrepreneurs. Is that something that is possible? And he said, sure, come in tomorrow. We'll have a talk. 20 minutes later, it was all set up. I was starting the following week and I had my TV show, Women Inspired, that I did for, for three years. That's amazing. And, and then I started to pitch myself to conferences and I presented in France at the Positive Psychology Conference what? and in New York, Long Island for the Applied Improvisation Conference because I love to improvise. I thought, that's cool. I'm going to do that. And it's the thing, but this is the thing. It's not like I'm just doing it. I do it without resistance. I may not know how. Like when I applied to the Positive Psychology Conference, they asked for a there was some academic word, abstract. Oh, I yeah, thought, the abstract. An yeah. abstract. I don't know how to write an abstract. So I had to reach out to someone to, to help me with that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like I was like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. That's how I used to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I'm going to speak and my heart would pound. Now it's like, okay, this is cool. I don't know how to do this. Or someone, this corporation asked me to send in a... Uh, a proposal. I have no idea how to do this. So I reach out to find out from somebody, but it's not like I'm shaking in my boots anymore. That's awesome. That's the That's difference. Incredible. Yeah. You are like the real deal. This is incredible. You've like conquered your fears. Like you are inspiring me. Oh, I'm so glad, Melissa. It's so true glad. though. And, so and that's what I want to do because I realized just like what you said earlier, that you were told you have too much confidence. We have to clear up all this stuff. I, mm -hmm. I would use a different word, but I don't know if you're peaking. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can it's it. all free here. Okay. So we got to clean up our shit. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. and we, things happen to us. We can't change the kinds of things that happen to us, but we can change how we allow it to continue to live in us. And this kind of, these kinds of things that I realized are holding us back. I mean, life is too short. Mm-hmm. We don't, we yeah. don't need this, you know, we, and there are ways to get over it. Let's get over it and let's do our work. Let's do the work that we want to do here. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to touch upon, um, 
Like now we're, you know, we've been locked, not locked. We've been locked indoors now for a good 18 months, right? I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, hopefully the tail end of it, something, who knows? Now people are have shifted to virtual and now we don't know how to act. <laughs> people are struggling to get back out again. And how do you, what, do you have any advice for people that know they need to get back out on stage, but they've been hiding behind a, a Zoom screen for the last 18 months? I've heard from people that they they have lost some confidence mm. during this time, which I think is can be contributed to not just that we haven't been out there, but we've been living in a state of anxiety and fear. Mm. And when we have this anxiety and fear, it lives in our body. It's a level of cortisol that is rushing through us from time to time. You know, if you watch the news, it's going to go up. If you, you know, see certain posts, it's going to go up. If you have an argument with perspective about perspectives, it's going to go up. So anything that we are experiencing in another place of our lives is going to affect how we feel speaking. It's just like if you have, you know, a crisis in the family, that's going to impact you in how comfortable you are in putting yourself out there. So what I would recommend for people is to find ways to experience a sense of ease and groundedness in your body. So maybe that's taking a walk outside. Maybe it's like interacting with people in a limited way first and sharing your ideas. So taking walks with people or inviting them over and having a barbecue or or doing those kinds of things where you have some social gatherings to begin to stretch out our natural way of communicating more and more. And I think that one of the things that I like to do when I'm with people is to practice, quote unquote, practice speaking. So it's not just, okay, what have you been up to, but also speaking about topics. So you can say to your friends, you know, I've been thinking about, I don't know, rules and going by the rules. Like mm. what are, what are your thoughts about that? Have you ever broken any rules? Where, where have you broken the rules and where, have you, where do you like, you know, want people to, or where do you like to follow the rules? Or it could be kindness you know, what do you, how do you, like, I've been thinking about, you know, how people are lacking kindness in some areas. What would be, what do you think we, sh we could do about that? Or, you know, that, so just spark conversations where people are speaking spontaneously the thoughts in their mind, because as we practice, I, I have a, a course that I run sometimes called Think on Your Feet. And the more that you are given a chance to speak your inner thoughts in a way that feels safe and comfortable and fun, then you build up that confidence of sharing your ideas in another way. So those are the, the recommendations I would say to one, get grounded and relaxed in your body, stretch out your social environments, and also to practice uh, spontaneous speaking. I like that. I like the topic thing. Because it is, it's, I don't know, it's things, it has changed in the last two years. Not that we don't know how to act, but it's just like, yeah, you forget how to have a conversation, like a real yeah. conversation. That's not like, oh, 
where'd you get the, did you get some new masks lately? Or, you know, like random conversations. Have you been going into stores? Like it's to have well, topics. You know. Especially like, like nice conversations or, you know, an act of kindness. That's not what people talk about anymore, you know, but make it nice, you know, not something, it doesn't have to be super serious. Mm. It can be a kindness, a topic on kindness. Mm-hmm. I like it. Everything's so serious now. It's very serious. Serious world these days. Yeah. We need to bring it back. We do. So tell us a little bit more about your book. I am so interested and I'm about to hop on pre-order. Oh, yay. I hope you do. Yes, it's available for pre-order. I'm actually doing a another option for So this is if people are listening to this before the 21st, that I... If you pre-order and email me a a screenshot of the receipt, I will send you a PDF that you can read in advance. Oh, nice. My my ask with that is that people leave me an honest review. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Delight in the Limelight is the name of the book. And I decided to write the book because I was working with people one-on-one and I also have done group programs, but that felt like... I was really limited in how many people Mm -hmm. I could reach. And this topic I have become really passionate about. Mm -hmm. I want more people to be able to get to the other side. And I want more people to be able to have access to the information without having to pay me several thousand dollars to work with me Mm one-on-one. So I thought a book is a great way to go about that. It took me four years to write the book. So, and then the couple of years before that, that I was doing the work. So six years of, of, you know, my experience into this, this book. So people can follow along this inner freedom process. So the book is divided into three parts. The first part is to reveal and heal these past experiences and messages. The second part is about restoring safety inside and around Mm -hmm. you. And I say that because we, we have things that obviously that have happened to us, messages that we've been given, but what are the things that we say to ourselves inside? And I'm sure you and your listeners have, have come across this idea before, but when we are criticizing ourselves, it's as if we are carrying around a bully inside our heads. Mm. And we're living with that bully 365 days of the year. And if just imagine like actually living with someone who says the kinds of things to us that we say to ourselves and we can't get rid of them, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a bother. So I have a, a process that I call the inner critic to inner ally process that I describe in the book. And it's, it's the thoughts that we have. It's also like healing our self-image because that also keeps us from showing ourselves is how we feel about our features, our weight, our shape, you know, anything, any and all things. And don't think that it's just limited to, you know, some people and not others. I mean, it's Mm. so prevalent. Everyone, you know, it's like my teeth or my nose and, you know, and I have this too. I've had to heal this too. So I feel like it's extremely important for us to if we're going to feel confident, we have to feel comfortable and at ease with ourselves inside. So true. So very true. And also how to, how to create those environments that we feel safe to express ourselves. Mm. 
And then the third section is about repatterning our habits. So when we are afraid or uncomfortable expressing ourselves, that creates a certain habit of being, a habit of expressing ourselves. We might, we might speak quietly because we're afraid to speak up out loud. Maybe we're told, you know, nice girls speak quietly or your father got home, you know, worked all night, the night shift and don't wake him up or whatever. For me, speaking quietly was if you spoke loud, it was that you're angry and it was scary. So I thought I'll never speak loud. I'm going to speak softly so people feel safe around me. Mm. And, and in fact, this is something that came to me just a year ago that I realized that I had this habit. People would, and I've been, I've been on stage for years, you know, I've been yeah, a singer. I thought I knew how to project, but people kept telling me I was in a speaking program. And they said, Linda, you can project more. And I thought I was, but they were saying, no, you're not. And then when I finally did, I said, isn't that too loud? And they said, no, it's great. <laughs> and then, it, then uh, this new epiphany, oh my God, I've had this habit I had come to this conclusion that I wasn't going to speak too loud because mm. too loud meant certain things. Yep. All right. So those are the habits that we have to change. How we hold ourselves, we might be holding ourselves with tension. So it's learning how to relax, how to breathe so we're not hyperventilating, how to use our voices because we, we use our voices according to how we were reflected back and your inside voice your yeah. oh my gosh melissa yes use your inside voice i have to tell you a very quick funny story so after i discovered my loud voice i went to a restaurant with my husband for his birthday and it was at the time when the restaurant tables were really stretched out wide so there's probably i don't know 10 or 12 feet in between tables there were only i think four tables in the room that we were in and my, my husband said, you know, you could even speak louder in here, this restaurant. I'm sure that nobody would even turn their head. So I raised my voice like this. And I said, you mean I could speak this loud? And he said, you could speak louder. And I kept oh, I getting hope. louder and louder looking at the other tables. No one ever turned their really? head. Really? Really? That's crazy. And That's then crazy. I thought, yeah. oh, my God, what is this about our inside voice? Right. <laughs> It's so true. Keep it down. Keep it down. Why are you yelling? Yep. <laughs> this Isn't is this funny? Talk. Isn't it, it funny is. how when you start to think about how we have been impacted yes. and how we and we start to think this is me. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. This is how we've been programmed to be. Yes. So where can people Very get that book? I it is eye-opening. <laughs> I'm Where so can glad. pre-order? You can get it wherever books are sold online. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Bookshop. If you go to, on my website, lindayugolo.com, if you click on book, it, you, it has, like, depending on the country you're in, you okay. can click on it and actually get. I can um, tell you. Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, bookshop.org, indiebound.org. Porchlight Books. And if you're in Canada, Amazon, Chapters, Indigo, McNally Robinson. But we'll share the link. Yeah, for so sure. Everybody can know. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And I know you said you have a free gift because I know people are like, all right, I want the book. We're chomping at the bit. Yep. It's 
So where, I, I know you said you had a free gift for our listeners. So tell us. Yes. About yes. That. So a lot of time, I, times I'll get an email saying, I know I have to like do this deeper work, but I've got a presentation next week, or okay. I really want, you know, something's coming up. I'm going to be on a podcast or what can I do? And I have something that I call the speaker empowerment kit. And what it is, is it's two audio guided visualizations. One is for speaking on the stage. One is for getting on the camera. And it guides you through imagining how you want to feel and see yourself as you're speaking. It's not about practicing the words you're going to say, but how do you want to feel in your body? How do you want to see yourself expressing yourself? So as you describe this in your imagination, you are actually pre-paving it to happen. It's a very, very powerful technique. Top Olympic athletes use it. Musicians mm. use it. It's, I've been using it for, for years. You can use it for meetings. You can use it for networking events. Wherever you're going, for conversations that are going to be challenging, you can use this actual same technique. Also part of the kit is 61 Power Thoughts for you to scan through and pick the, your favorites out. And you can copy them onto a page that you can have around or just print out the entire thing and read through it in order to lift you up. Because management techniques, no, they don't get rid of the fear, but they do help you in the moment. So we may as well use all the tools we have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And people can get that at empowermentkit.me, not com, but dot me, empowermentkit.me. And we'll put that as well in the in the uh, show notes. And Aside from your website, uh, lindayugalo.com, where do you hang out? Where do you really tend to hang out on social media? Because you're everywhere. Uh, well, um, I sort of am everywhere, but where I really am is on TikTok, believe it or not. Not surprised. Come on I now. love TikTok. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's, it's not just that I love dancing, and I do, and I, it's not like I dance a whole lot, but I try to put in a little bit of movement there. I like it because I think that the algorithm is incredibly favorable right now for entrepreneurs. My first, very first video, 30 seconds, mm -hmm. got over 200,000 views. That's crazy. That is totally incredible. crazy. Totally crazy. Now, after that, they weren't, it wasn't quite like that. But right. I, in four months, I built up to 89,000 followers. Really? I couldn't do that on Instagram. No. I couldn't do that on YouTube. I mean, I just, and the reason why is because they show your videos, they help you. Mm -hmm. It's not like Facebook where they make you pay to be shown yeah. to 10 people. No, they actually help you. They put you on the For You page, which is when you open up the platform. And that's where most of my videos get shown. What kind of content did you do, did you do on your first video? My very first video, I brought up a, it was one of the, the myths that I see. I can't remember yeah, if yeah. it was feel the fear and do it anyway. I think it was, might've been feel the fear and do it anyway. And, um, you know, how, while that is well-intentioned, it doesn't really help you that you really have to. And I think I mentioned you got to, the fear is pointing to things that happened to you in the past. Yeah. So let's look what happened. I think that was just that, 30 seconds. That's crazy. Awesome. And then I had another one that got over 2 million views. What? Mm -hmm. Wow. And it has like right now, 
it has <laughs> it had like 1500 comments on it that's awesome and this I mean, is the other great. thing okay i just gotta say this i'm yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. about tiktok i'm i'm on a tiktok roll here people are engaged mm-hmm. so people will share with me the things that happened to them my father did this this happened in school this person said this to me now i also get you know people i don't agree with this you know they're the right. you know that's fine right, right. but People are really vulnerable. They're sharing themselves in a way that I do not, you will not see on LinkedIn. Yeah. You will not, I mean, maybe in a closed Facebook group in um, Facebook, you get that, but not on your profile. Right. I don't want to say it's uncommon, but you have one of those, you know, vibes that it's easy to share. Oh, thank you. It's true. It's like a welcoming vibe. Yes. It is true. Come in and tell me. Well, come on in. Happened. I, I will listen to you. I will embrace you and tell yes, you. It's yes. be I will not write your name on the board. Right. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. I, know. I, was, I was just thinking that maybe I'll have to bring in on TikTok some teachers and parent, mm. people who do parenting advice about how we can help kids earlier on. Yeah. So they don't go through all this. Yeah. Let's get Let's. Let's get it right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Good idea. Mm-hmm. But we could literally probably oh, talk all day because this is such a hot subject. But, I, we, you know, we want to thank you for coming on. And if anyone has any questions, Belinda, let us know. We'll get them over to her or hit her up on our website or go follow her on TikTok. I know that's what I'm going to do after I'm we do that right away after we <laughs> hang out. But that's uh, great. Thank you so much for your Thank time. Thank you, Kelly and Melissa. So and we'll, fun to talk with you. Yeah, we'll have to do lunch sometime since we're so close to each other. Let's do that. Yeah. And we'll have topics of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Like adults. I love it. I, I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to adopt that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so in the meantime, uh, everybody go listen, like, Rate us, review us, all of that good stuff, and find us in our Facebook group, the Business Managers Podcast Facebook group. It's been a few weeks since we've recorded. I'm feeling a little rusty, but I'm going <laughs> to shake the rust off, and um, we'll see you inside the group, and we'll see you on next week's episode. Like we like to say, you never know what's going to happen, Melissa, do you? I mean, it's true. It is true. And tell your friends, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Have a good one. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at MergioEnterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.